Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? Monday, Monday. Just another manic Monday. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. That's right, it's the big show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, thank you for making us a part of your Monday. Man, there's a lot going on this Monday. Gordo, how are you over there? I'm doing well, Jake. You living uh, the dream? You, yeah, you have a good weekend? Uh, you know, I've been been battling a cold all weekend. Have you really? Actually, yeah. I'm surrounded by, uh, I had that little bout, but I'm surrounded by one of my daughters is really sick right now, and you're sick. Austin, how you feeling? Uh yeah. Feeling great. You guys keep your distance. <laughs> I'm not I'm not feeling terrible. Oh, like okay. I, I, I feel okay. I feel a little run you know, a tad on the run downside. You know how it is, even mm-hmm. though I slept for eleven consecutive hours last night. No, I don't feel bad for me. I'm just, uh, I just—I feel like I sound a little bit different because it is a bit of a head, a head cold. So yeah, I'll address it. But I, I'm hanging in there. I'm doing all right. I tried to lay low this weekend. Tried to nurse it. Got four jazz games this week, so including a back to back on Friday and Saturday. So you know, I'm trying to be at my best. All right then. Well, uh, drink a lot of coffee because that's what I'm drinking right now. Is coffee good for cold? Probably not. <laughs> You're off to a you're off to a questionable start. I here. needed a little energy boost. All right. And Austin uh, offered me a Monster Energy drink before the show, and I thought, no, I'll just stick with the coffee. The Monster probably has more caffeine in it than your coffee. I'm sure it does. I think it does, In fact, I'm sure it does. I want to say a big thanks to our title sponsor, uh, Mountain America Credit Union. Get 0% interest on all purchases through May of 2020 with the new Mountain America credit card. That's 0% on everything from groceries to getaways. For details, visit macu.com or call 1-800-748-4302. Coming up on the show today, Chris Mannix, top of the 4 o'clock hour. 4.30, Kristen Kinney is coming in studio, which reminds me we should probably... uh, tidy up around here that might not be a bad idea especially since mike our boy from any hour services is going to be here too man if i had my way this place would be sparkling well you I know hate, i hate cluttered what I mean, do you mean if you had it your way he'd just have his maid come over here before she goes because you realize nobody is is you know preventing you from cleaning it up well how about the whoever made the mess clean it up so you could have it your way by cleaning it up. Nobody's, oh, nobody's always, saying, Gordon, please don't here. tidy hold up on. the no, studio. No, I always tidy up after myself. Do I have to tidy up after you? Do you, I have to tidy up after everybody else? After me? I don't sit on that side. How's it looking over there? Not good. But I'm going to clean it up before Kristen and Mike get here, though. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, maybe not before Mike, because Mike's right there. 
So Whoops. <laughs> probably not before Mike gets here. But you know, Mike, he'll 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 be all right. All right. But yeah. Might want to tidy it up over there. Uh, and then Tanner Mangum going to be on the show at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Lots of BYU news. We'll get to that uh, here momentarily. But uh, Tanner, who's on BYU TV this weekend, and apparently for the next couple of weekends, Tanner is going to be on BYU TV. So do we deserve a royalty check here? Well, <laughs> I mean, because we, we did as you obviously quote, bring him into the public spotlight. I, I, Zerg's I, got nothing to do with it. That's true. I told him last week, hey, you don't forget us now. We know where you live. <laughs> yeah, I do. I was frustrated that BYU uh, this weekend was on at the same time as Utah State, Wyoming, and Auburn, Georgia. Because, yeah, you but, know, me yeah, and my the, football consumption, that went right but, to the, the DVR. the Cougars and Idaho State, I mean, I, I watch most of that, but I'm telling you, you didn't have to. Well, no, no. This isn't the, the most interesting part of BYU schedule, that's for sure. Uh, so we will talk a lot of college football. We'll talk about that Utah State-Wyoming game because I thought that was a, a really good win for Utah State. And we will talk about BYU. In fact, let's get to the split story of the day. BYU in the news, of course. Austin? Two guys. Two topics. Two, two, two. two opinions. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. All right. Congratulations. Thank you. Appreciate it. So how excited are you to have that contract extension? Yeah, I mean, I just decided to keep keep coaching, keep working, you know. So just thankful to, uh, you know, first of all, to our players and uh, hard work and the belief they have in, in, in the system and our program. And um, it's thankful to the administration, you know, Tom Homo, President Worthen, for all their hard work and, and uh, their belief in me and, you know, my my coaches and the uh, support staff, everyone that's been involved with BYU, just uh, uh, so much um, gratitude for coming from me. I just on behalf of me and my family, just thank you. So uh, my family and I, we love it here in Provo. And we, we're just looking forward to spending more time here. At what point did uh, the negotiations kind of ramp up between you and administrators to get this done? Um, I was focused on football, you know, so I think that uh, Tom had asked me to just trust him in the whole process. And so I think, you know, that he, he can probably tell you more of the details on it. But my focus has been on, on trying to win games and, and uh, try to keep this team going and keep building the momentum. So if you want to ask details, you can ask him. But I thought I thought they allowed me the opportunity to just keep coaching. That That's all I'm thankful for. I think that was a really important cut right there. Kalani Sataki, his uh, contract has been extended. It's official. It was released about 11 o'clock this morning. But, of course, we saw the reports from our very own Jay Catch and others that uh, Tom Homo had come into the postgame locker room after that game with Idaho State with a hashtag Extend Kalani t-shirt. We find out that uh, Coach has been extended through 2023. Gordon, your thoughts? Well, I mean, I've written it twice at various times. I think I wrote it in September, and I wrote it uh, long before that, that uh, Kalani was the man uh, for that job and that he should be extended. You and I have said that on the air time and again. Uh, BYU took its time getting there. I, I that, that cut there was interesting to me. Uh, I really like Kalani. I think he's an honorable guy, but I think he was lying there. Uh, I think this has been on his mind, and he wanted to be extended. 
and he was a little confused about why he hadn't been extended thus far, and obviously he was focusing on football. That part of it is true, but I, I, it, you, you're only human to think about that extension and your contract and what's going to happen in the future. I don't blame him for thinking about that. I think that's a responsible thing to do, uh, but uh, it's it, what happened should have happened. And it did happen, and now Kalani will be around till 23. So that's at least, and and maybe longer if he continues to grow this thing in the direction it's headed right now. Although next year's schedule is pretty brutal. So tell me if, uh, I like to look into stuff, Gordon. You know, I like to try and read between the lines, and oft times I've been way off base, and I need you to uh, point out when I am, as you are are so good at. But you know what really stood out to me about that comment, and as I was listening to it uh, uh, live, it really stood out to me as well, that he, he said, Tom told him to trust in Tom. And how I was reading the situation kind of all along is Kalani's Tom's guy. Kalani doesn't want, or Tom doesn't want Kalani to fail. That's that's Tom's hire, right? And so I I would have guessed that it the resistance was coming somewhere other than Tom Homo. Where and so I, I think that that's actually a nice comment. And again, I could be totally reading Is it into coming stuff from Salt Lake up here. Well, I don't know, Gordon, and and you know that system a little bit better than than I do because you've been around it for uh for a long time and covering it for a long time. I I know what I've been kind of told how it how it kind of works but i i think that shows um that tom homo is a pretty good leader down there at that athletic department you know telling coach hey go coach your games trust me we'll get it. We'll, we'll figure it out you win football games you leave the rest of me and we'll get you taken care of that's what that's kind of what that signal is sent to me by him wording it in that particular way way off uh mm, I, I think tom was somewhat uh, waiting to see, too. I don't think he was always on board. And I'm not sure he, from his position, that he needed to be. Uh, you and I thought Kalani was the best guy for the job, and we've talked to enough people through the years who have agreed with us. Some disagree. Some haven't been overly bowled over by what's happened under Kalani's leadership. But you and I are one voice on that, and we have a lot, a lot in the chorus with us. Uh, and I don't know where Tom was. Uh, I'm not sure. I just would think that Tom would. Well, actually, let me ask you this: How secure is Tom's gig down there? Because uh, a, a failure of the football coach that goes on his record. So there are yeah. certain athletic directors that have the type of of track record where it's like, well, you can whisk, miss once in a while, and then there are athletic director directors in situations where they really need a hit. You know, well, as you know, it's different down there, and they have other things that are on their minds beyond just the one or the win loss record. Well, some of that other stuff hadn't been so great, right? Yeah, some I, NCAA yeah. Uh, issues. Uh, Independence, I think, has affected the interest in the football program. Yes, and uh, and that's all happened under Tom's leadership. Correct. So how so how firm is his situation? Because uh, that comes into play, right? I, I th- well, yeah, it all comes into play. I I don't think. I don't think anybody's doing backflips over the performance of the football program over the last five years. I mean, it just has been kind of there. 
Well, programs bottom out, and then you've got to look for indicators that it's going in the right and direction. And I think we see positive indicators. I do, too. And I've talked with enough people down there to know that's the feeling on the inside of the program. Now, a lot of those people's jobs are at stake as well. But I've talked to people down there who I trust, who I've known for many, many years as straight shooters, and they say it's a positive vibe inside the program, and I believe them. One thing, so that's something Kalani has established that, and uh, I I think I look at that schedule next year, folks, and I I don't know where the wins are going to come from, but I can't think of anybody who is going to shepherd BYU football through that kind of scheduling any better than Kalani can. I would agree, although I don't think that's for lack of a couple of qualified candidates out there that would do a fine job. Yeah. But I, I I do agree. Uh, with what you're saying right there. And look, Kalani's not the one who put that schedule together. You know, he's not the one building the schedules. Uh, Lavelle Edwards would probably have a losing record to that schedule next Well, year. I'm sure Tom, who is making the schedules, has some marching orders. Because, uh, I mean, there's, there's a, a few ways to salvage independence, in my opinion. And one of those ways is to uh, schedule interesting big-time opponents. How many times have we heard that over and over again? So, so which is better? Is it better to have a, a tough schedule from start to finish? Uh, or is it better to have some tough teams mixed in the beginning and then have some gimmies down the stretch like this year? I think it's better to get back into the Mountain West Conference where they would probably have won the league this know, year if that, they were playing in it. That's not a choice. But think about that. If they beat San Diego State, they'll have beat the creme de la creme of the Mountain West Conference, which likely would have meant conference championship and possible New Year's Six inclusion. But uh, it, getting back to your point, you, there's there's not a ton of wiggle room, actually. You've got to schedule those interesting, tough opponents at the beginning, and then November is going to be hard, so you're going to have to backfill. And hopefully you can have some Mountain West games in the middle to make it interesting. I don't hate them playing South Florida because they're or or Toledo because they're actually somewhat interesting opponents even though they're on the other side of the uh, of the country and so what about and then the, what about this three game stretch because then it raises the question BYU fans which would you rather have would you go, rather go eight and four and have teams like Idaho State and UMass on your schedule or would you rather go you know. Seven and five or six and six, and be totally loaded up with maybe one or two gimmies. Um, I, I mean, I think because that makes all the difference in the world. I mean, that's the difference between going eight and four and going six and six, or maybe even five and seven. Correct. But you'd have more interesting matchups that you right. enjoy on a weekly basis. I, Indeed. If you're independent, I, th- I think you've got to load up on the interesting games. I think that's what you've got going for you. I think that's the card that, that you can play uh, to to keep yourself relevant. And next year's schedule is going to be uh, is going to be extraordinarily difficult, which is why it's important Kalani got this extension because it may take a couple of uh, a couple of lumps next year. But but if you play. You know, just a couple of big-time opponents, uh, a few Mountain West teams, and sprinkle in more of the Idaho States and and UMasses of the world. I, what does that do for you? That's the, I mean, how do you how do you sell that? No. How do you sell that to your fans? And how do you sell that to to players? Didn't you I don't say, think that's didn't an Tom option. Tom say he could schedule wins if he wanted to. Or something yeah, he has said that before, and he absolutely can. But if but, you're, but if people you're, get sucked into that. I mean, I'm watching that game. On Saturday, they're playing Idaho State. And I'm not sitting here trying to run down the Bengal program or anything, but that's not a really good football program. It's an automatic win. 
And so was everybody feeling good about the 42 to 10 victory? Was anybody thinking, oh yeah, this was a win, but it was a it was a scheduled win? What I mean, and do people care? Because BYU's program was often many years was built on beating inferior teams. It's true, but there was also a league championship to play for, and I think BYU will tell you that other teams play schedule automatic wins. They just do it earlier in the year instead of later. Uh, do they do it to this extent? Uh, pretty close sometimes. I haven't looked Look specifically at, at Alabama. Who were their gimmies this year? I'll, outside, I, outside, outside the league because, I mean, uh, the teams BYU is beating in this three-game stretch. I mean, they play the worst team in college football next week. Uh, and, and Idaho State is, I mean, it's just how much, how much pleasure is there in beating these kinds of teams? I get the impression that Tom would schedule – like next year, every year, if he could. And then it's up to the football program to live up to it. And that's really what they would face if they were maybe maybe not, I don't know to what extent comparatively, but if they were in a, in a P5 conference, they would have to make the same adjustments that they have to make next year. They would, they would have some losing seasons because they – now, there are some advantages inherent in being a part of that kind of conference, but that BYU doesn't have right now. You, but You ready for Alabama's non-league yeah, schedule, which yeah. is actually relevant to our Utah conversation. We'll get into coming up next. But uh, the mighty Duke Blue Devils on a, on a neutral site there in Atlanta, Georgia. I don't know what Duke's record is this year. Uh, but it's it's the Duke has got to be better than Idaho State and UMass. Yeah, uh-huh. but okay. I don't think Duke is better than necessarily San Diego State, okay, or Boise State, all right, or even Utah State. All right. Uh, then uh, the next week they played at home, of course, New Mexico State. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, non-conference game number three, the mighty Southern Miss. All right. And then finally, and that's this week uh, weekend's game. Get yourself ready for this one, Western Carolina. Uh huh. All right. Terrific lot of teams right there. Yeah, not great. No, that is terrible. Yeah, that is terrible. Are they doing? Why are they doing that? They don't have to do that. They're good enough to beat, get, get at least some marquee value out of their victories. Well, they think uh, you know they like the the argument that the SEC uh, is tough so enough, tough, right? And I I don't necessarily agree with that, to be honest with you. Urban Urban Meyer said something interesting on the Fox broadcast over the weekend. He basically pointed out he said, "Hey, look, if Oregon would have done what these other schools would have done and not scheduled Auburn and scheduled somebody else, scheduled yeah. Rutgers or whatever, where uh-huh. would Oregon be right now?" Yeah, but the Pac-12 isn't the SEC. They'd still be in the top four. So give Oregon credit for having the guts to schedule somebody because they really didn't need to. Uh, are you sure they'd be in the top four? 100%. Absolutely. Oh, 100%. Even if there were other undefeated teams? There are only three other know, undefeated teams, were, and they'd be at number know, four. You don't know how that's going to work no, out. No, but I'd, I'd bet you good money they'd be at number four. Okay, you have, you have an undefeated team out of the SEC, out of the ACC, out of the Big Ten and out of the Big Twelve, 
you think Oregon automatically is getting well? In? There isn't an undefeated team out of the Big. 12. I know, I know, but if there were, and obviously, well, when then they it would come down this, to they don't know. It'd come down to splitting hairs, like we're going to do anyway with the one-loss teams. Yeah. But they, if they were undefeated, they'd be in the top four. And okay, to your argument. Let's say Oklahoma was undefeated. Maybe they'd be number five. But I think you get my point. Mm-hmm. I do. I and understand. I thought that was a very astute point on Urban's part. And until the committee actually starts rewarding teams for making hard non-conference schedules, then nothing's going to change, which I find frustrating. Well, the whole process, you know where I am on it. I'm aware. Can, that is true. They can stick it where the sun don't shine. We'll get to the Utes coming up next. Stay tuned. They blow away UCLA, and we'll talk about the ramifications of the playoff and such coming up right around the corner. But joining us now in studio... Doing a little microphone maintenance over there, our boy Mike Can Wilson. Can you hear that on there? For, Sorry, from any any hour services. No, I just looked over, and, and frankly, as as many times as these little rubber band things that hold the mic in place break, I was I was concerned that uh, no, we were going to have I, microphone issues. How are you doing over there? I'm doing good. How's I, life? What's going on? <laughs> uh, life is life is really good. I got I got a little bit of tennis and golfer elbow going on. Not not not. That's I don't not play good. either one. But you still Which have it going on? <laughs> yeah, I went to the doctor, and I, I've been playing a lot of racquetball, and for whatever reason, like it's acting up, but I'm on the men's. I'm that, uh, that's, in rehab. That's no joke with those those elbow injuries. My mother went through that as a tennis player. Well, the thing is, I didn't do anything. Like I, As you can tell from looking at me, I'm not exactly <laughs> what you would call a physical specimen. You look terrific, Mike. Well, thank you. But <laughs> still, like I don't golf or play tennis, and it just it just started acting up on me. I'm not mm. sure what's going on. Has your wife complained about your physical? Wow. That is a personal question. I just wonder. You don't have to answer that, Mike. <laughs> I, she may have to her friends. I mean, she doesn't like. Not to you, though. Well, n- no. Well, she I don't never know. Maybe. Says to you shape it up a little? <laughs> no, she doesn't, <laughs> but I, she probably should. But <laughs> no, this took an odd think, turn. Uh, no, I think you're fine. I just wondered whether, you know, the person you're closest to might. Uh, you know, you know, we want complaint. our clients like Mike to enjoy their experience here, right? You know, that's a that's a that's a thing we'd like to like to do. I can I can take it, and and yeah, like I I'm I am surprised honestly that she doesn't bring it up more. Okay, there you go. I, Are I, you I, satisfied, I, Gordon? I, no, I feel the same. My wife feels the same way. I'm sure yeah. she. Like she's, she's, I'm. I, I'm a breadwinner. I, I I bring a lot of emotional support. I think she gives me a pass on the physical side because I'm like winning in because so many she, other areas. You're Mike. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Yeah. He's a big deal. All right. So we've heard the spots uh, running throughout uh, the day here on the Zone, Mike, and you've been teasing a big one today. What yeah. are we talking about? Well, we're going to be talking about uh, replacing our heating and air conditioning equipment. And I know that not everyone is in the market at this moment. So I always try to develop some content so that everyone listening, if you're a homeowner, at some point you're going to run into the situation where you need to replace the equipment. And so I hope the information that we talk about will at least be useful in informing you when you do that later. Awesome. Well, so... Uh, on that note, what do people need to know? Uh, I'm going to try and break down a concept that we call the true cost of ownership. We're going to take every aspect of operating your system so that you can make the best decision because you really need to not just look at the upfront cost, but look at the total cost over the operating of the lifespan of the system. And so um, hopefully I can do that clearly. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, uh, let's get right to the deal. So the deal tonight, if you know that you're in the market for a new system, uh, maybe you've been told that you need to replace it or your system is just getting old, uh, 
this is a great time to meet with one of our HVAC supervisors. Uh, when they come to your home, they'll handle measuring everything up, doing all the calculations to make sure that the system you're going to get is sized properly and installed correctly. The best part is, is that visit is free. Now, if you are in the market and you decide to get something, through the holidays, we've got some really awesome deals going on. We've got 0% financing for 60 months, plus we're throwing in a free 10-year extended parts and labor wow. warranty. So, 10 years of worry-free operation. The reason you want to call tonight, though, is when you meet with one of our supervisors, by calling up tonight, we're going to note your account, and whether you buy anything or not, we're going to give you dinner and movie tickets after you meet with the guys just to say thanks for your time. Hey, let me let me throw in a plug for you, Mike, yes, because I had, I had one of your guys come out and take a look at my furnaces. Total professional. Total. Fur- furnaces, plural. Furnaces. Yeah. Well, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but the equipment there. I mean, I was impressed. Thank you. I really was. It was uh, a pleasant experience. It wasn't tr- him trying to sell me anything. He just came in to take care of the business, and I did it on the, the $29 thing that, that we offer, that you often offer all our listeners, and it was it was a pleasant experience, and it was professionally done. I, I am when it, We have a lot of companies come from around the country to see what we're doing and why we've grown to the size that we have, and I tell them, they always ask, what's that key marketing thing you do to get all those calls? And I tell them, like, the number one thing that you have to do is make sure you're delivering good service to the customers. Yeah. Because if you're not, all the marketing you do is just going to speed up your demise. Now, Mike, there was one other thing that that professional did. He showed me a video of you doing a dance in front of the company or something up there. Whoa. At, uh, yeah. Okay. It looked like a ballroom uh, somewhere in Utah County or something, and you were dandy. You were doing a funky chicken or something. I don't know what you were doing up there. Whatever I'm, I was doing, I'm sure it was funky because I bring the funk like that. But <laughs> that cannot be promised to everyone because I don't know where he got that unlicensed copy of me dancing. <laughs> unlicensed. That's right. That, that's not approved. D- not approved. Well, or and I can't, I can't imagine that a video of me dancing would enhance the service experience. <laughs> Nobody knew that I. <laughs> All right. He knew. That I knew you, and he gave up the goods, man. It was funny. Here's the deal tonight no obligation to buy. The visit is free. If you decide to get a new furnace and air conditioner, you're going to get a free 10 year parts and labor warranty, which is awesome, and 0% interest for 60 months. Plus, if you call before the end of the show to schedule, you're going to get dinner and a movie uh, tickets just to say thank you for your time, whether you buy anything or not. Here's the number 801 443 7400. 801 443 7400. Mike from Any Hour Services. Thanks, Mike. Sure. Show us, show us do the funky chicken. Man. Easy, man. That's, that's More fun. next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. Join now by Frank Dolce. Have to go yes or no. Does Utah get in the playoff? No. Oh, boy. Get off Twitter. <laughs> Utah should have a chance to play in the playoff if they finish up. Sure, we agree. They finish up, obviously. But are they going to play in the playoff? I don't think all of the things that have to happen for Utah to get in the playoff are going to happen. And mostly, I think it's that the people who are making the decisions are going to allow Utah to play in the playoff. And it wouldn't reduce the quality or success or acknowledgement of the season one bit. Not at all. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance. Reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 
I'm here to introduce the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about from the guys you know and trust. Go town! Turn it up. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. Yeah, yeah. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Show 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Band of the day today is? Uh, I think it's uh, Amber Jolene and Nolan or something. Selected, obviously, by Gordon. Brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. It's a little on the seductive side, but Chester picked it, I guess. Chester did, eh? (laughs) Terrific. Glad, glad he's picking band of the day these days. Uh, Gordon, let's talk about the Utes. Not only their game, which you were at, of course, uh, where they just demolished UCLA 49-3, to but also where the Utes uh, kind of sit now in the overall uh, picture in college football because, one, they're absolutely a part of it, and, two, a lot of crazy stuff happened over the weekend. Well, the Utes are so freaking good. This team is really, really good. And it's to the point now where everybody in the state of Utah should should uh, celebrate this team. Uh, and I know that's difficult to do for fans of other teams and there's rivalries and I get all that. But this is something special going on. I And I would be shocked if they lose uh, to either Arizona or Colorado. I mean, I, I just uh, don't even uh, – I mean, this team is really, really good. I don't see them losing to either one of those, even on the road down in Arizona. Uh, so that, that leaves Oregon in that championship game, and I think that's going to be a game for, for the ages. That That's going to be a whole lot of fun. And with the way the Utes are playing right now, Jake, both on defense and on offense, they are a threat – from start to finish of a game. And when you have that kind of confidence, when you have that kind of defense, the offense is confident. And when you have that kind of offense, the defense is confident. And it just spreads. And that team that team has it. It has it. And Utah fans should be pretty darn excited about what's going on. This may be the best Ute team I've ever seen. And we'll see. Obviously, they got stuff to prove yet. But uh, I'm telling you, it's that kind of potential. Well, Tyler Huntley and Zach Moss are an unbelievable combo. Yeah. And the fact that there are two guys, and, and throwing Damari Simpkins because uh, he's you know from Hallandale, the Hallandale trio, we've heard all about it. But that, that's an under, under-talked-about story, in my opinion. Three guys that come from Florida and that want to do it or want to, to perform at Utah, clear across the country. You know, there's there's parts where, like, I'm sure some bigger schools in Florida, they'd love to go and got passed over, Yep. you know, to places like Florida and Florida State mm-hmm. and, and Miami. And they decided to go to this might as well be a foreign country, uh, the three of them, and to not only, 
you know, uh, contribute to the team. But I mean, in in the case of Huntley and Moss, certainly be absolute superstars together is is an is a just a wonderful story. Tyler Huntley was terrific uh, with his 335 yards. Zach Moss uh, was great with 127. But can I tell you my favorite stat of the game? Yeah, four carries for Tyler Huntley. And by the way, he was in at minus 14. So how many of those carries were actually designed carries? I mean, he scored a touchdown, so we can throw that in there, right? Yeah. But for the most part, he's being so smart within the offense, and it's something that, that we just have not seen as far as his decision-making goes, where he's gonna he's a thrower, man. And the one game that they've lost this year was the game that he kind of went back to. And again, I'll, I'll say this because I, I – took the onus off him because he was running for his life. The, the O-line was playing so poorly that day against USC. But And I'm trying to look up exactly what it was. Do you remember how many – he had something like 18 rushes against, a bunch. against USC. And how much of it was his fault, though? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He was running for his life. But outside of that game, which coincidentally they lost, his carries have been down in the, in the single digits. Mm-hmm. And it's because he's making great decisions with the football, keeping Absolutely. his head up. Absolutely. And even when he's scrambling around, he's finding the open guy. He deserves a ton of credit. And, and when and, that open guy is there, how accurate has he been? Right on the money. On the money. Right on the money. So I, I think he realized, like, hey, I'm a thrower. I can stand back there and sling it. I don't need to rely on my my legs and the big playability. I need, I need to realize, okay, I could tuck it and run, mm-hmm. and I could probably get you know eight or nine yards, or I could probably get the first down. But instead of that, I'm going to keep my head up and I'm going to look for the big play. And he's if you look at the stats, he's got some of the most completions of over thirty yards in the whole country, and it's because he's not doing. And I don't want to say the selfish thing because that sounds too negative, but not doing the put my head down and I'll get six. And talk about keeping your Head up and, and talk about the frick in the frack. That defense isn't giving up big plays. Well, the defense ever. is amazing. I mean, so, so you can't both say enough about bo- it. So both sides are are doing similar things from a standpoint of uh, being remarkable. And you know, the, we you had some questions before the season started about about the receiving core, but they seem to have come around in a big way. And now you get the tight end game working for Keithy with that long sixty nine yard was it a touchdown. Uh, and and did some uh, terrific things, and so the Utes are hitting on all cylinders right now. I, I don't see a problem with this team, and that's why I think they uh, are the best team in the Pac-12, and I think they're going to beat Oregon. I'm not quite there yet. I think Oregon's really, really good. If that's what we get from the Pac-12 title game and both teams with one loss, oh man, that's going to be awesome. But I, I don't know if I can definitively say Utah's better than Oregon yet. You know, getting back to Huntley real quick, I remember uh, making comment a year ago, uh, a little over a year ago, that he was looking more like a quarterback. And this has been a process that has is now complete. And Andy Ludwig deserves a lot of credit for this, but but Huntley deserves most of the credit because he's been willing to learn, and he's he's paid attention, and you can see the progress. He's got he's got a strong arm, and now it's an accurate arm. And when we talked with Mike Leach, you remember what he said? He that was at the bottom of his list of characteristics he wanted in a quarterback. The top ones were decision making and uh, and being poised, and he, and he has definitely shown that, with the exception of of the one game when he got roughed up. I wonder what would happen, say, if Oregon comes after him and commits resources to bother him from that standpoint. The rest of the offense is talented enough, I think, now to to uh, compensate for that. 
You would hope so. I don't think Utah's seen a defense like Oregon's yet. So Oregon's defense is really, really good. So I mean, that will be a test. They'll be able to get after it, and that'll be a, that'll be a huge. That's why that game's going to be great because both ten both teams are top ten worthy. Both teams are great teams. Both teams have great quarterbacks. And that's why that game is going to be actually so valuable to the conference. Larry Scott has just got to have both his fingers crossed. And, and Gordon, coming up on the other side, why don't we get into these scenarios? But, I mean, the Pac-12 has to have those teams finish out with one, one loss. That has to happen if they want to keep their playoff hopes yeah. alive because that game has to be valuable. That one has to be the game that you point at and go, see, our champion deserves to be in because both these teams were incredible and this team won. The problem is that the rest of the conference hasn't been very good. It's been exactly. mediocre. Oh, maybe even below that. It, I mean, it's it's Utah and Oregon, and then a huge gap. And in then my opinion, kind of USC, USC and kind of yeah. Washington, and then just mm. straight garbage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, and, and we'll get into more of this coming up next. But Utah's only beat two teams with a winning record, and one was a non-conference game. And one was BYU. Yeah. So one was Washington. And one's been BYU. Outside of that, nobody has a winning record because the rest of the conference is, is rough. We saw that with UCLA. who was coming in on a three-game win streak, and, and Utah absolutely demolished them. At no point did you think in that game, oh, I think the Bruins have a shot in this one. And the thing about that is that uh, you can say, well, UCLA turned the ball over five times, but there's a reason. When a team is pressured, felt pressure, individually and collectively, the way the Bruins did against Utah's defense, it's easy to turn the yep. ball over, much easier. But their, their problem really is the rest of the conference, and it's not their fault. All right, some interesting things happen around the rest of the country. How is Utah set up looking at uh, the playoff picture? Also, don't forget, we'll talk jazz basketball with Chris Mannix at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. Kristen Kinney at 4.30. Tanner Mangum's going to be on the show at 5. It's the big show right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I want to remind you about our friends at Syringa Networks. If you're a Verizon or XO customer, if you were recently notified that some of your telecommunication services will no longer be supported, contact Syringa Networks, Utah's fastest-growing premier telecommunications provider. They have a full range of services. Services, call today, 385-420-8221. That number again, 385-420-8221. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. I want to see Utah get into the playoff, and the biggest reason why I want to see it happen is because they would not just get their T-shirt and get out of there. There's a few no-shows that have taken place in the playoff. Utah, physically, also with run game, offense, defense, Utah would walk into the postseason, and even if they were an underdog, they'd be right there. This is a team that is weathered and experienced and veteran group. Kyle Whittingham, I don't think he's having to lift the team to this level. Whittingham got them here. Now he's got this veteran group coaching themselves, and that's when you have championship caliber. They are worthy of being mentioned. And in June, when we were talking about it, I was the one that was like, I'm not sure they're worthy of being mentioned in it. And they are today. Tony Parks and Austin Horton, weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is the big show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union guiding members forward for over 80 years on 97.5 1280 the zone in the zone sports network
Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us part of your day. Join us coming up on Wednesday from 3 to 6 at Homie, 10355 South Jordan Gateway, number 550. It's a big show at Homie coming up on Wednesday. All right, let's talk a little bit about uh, the overall national picture, Gordon. And things did open up a little bit more for the Utes to possibly make a, uh, a playoff run. Although, you know, how wide that door open is is open for debate. But um, 20% open? Well, that's what, uh, that's what a stat that I got emailed uh, the, or I guess tweeted over the weekend, that it was somewhere around 25%. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, a couple of things happening. Of course, the undefeated teams losing uh, w- was helpful because if there is an undefeated team in any major conference, they're they're likely going to get in. So Baylor losing to Oklahoma, thirty-four to thirty-one, was good for the Utes. What a wild game! Wild game, right? They were down twenty-eight to three. I thought it was over. I honestly did. I thought it was totally over. I was like, oh wow. Was well, Baylor's score. a real was threat. This, that was the same score the Utes had on UCLA mm. the first half. Wild. So Oklahoma comes back and gets that win, and then Minnesota loses on the road to Iowa, twenty-three to nineteen. The likelihood Minnesota was going undefeated was extraordinarily low. Anyway, oh, I got to play Ohio State. So the lost Iowa, you know, that just pretty much was uh, was ine- uh, inevitable. Georgia beats Auburn though, Gordon, and that's not so good news for the Utes, twenty one to fourteen. And then of course LSU stay- stays undefeated. They were going to smash Ole Miss no matter what, and did fifty eight to thirty seven. So, so how's it looking right now? Obviously Ohio State and LSU, Clemson, Georgia. So that's how. And then it, you put Alabama in front of the Utes. So that's Oregon. how it, it looks right now. Here's here's what's going to happen. I, in my opinion, for Utah, maybe you see a different scenario. But Utah, the first first and foremost, the SEC can't get two teams in. And second well, of all, I can, but you're saying that they can't in order for the Utes. for the Utes to get into the playoff. And second of all, the Utes are going to have to fend off likely Oklahoma and. I think that actually favors the Utes because in the in this scenario they will have a win over Oregon where Oklahoma will have another win over Baylor. So I think that actually leads leans the the Utes way. But, the, but why is one better than the other really? Oh, you know, because a committee says so. I mean mm. there's no, you know, ironclad argument in there other than Oklahoma lost Kansas State, Utah lost USC. But it, it, it still comes down to timing is a big part of it, obviously. I mean, if you lose later in the season, it seems like it's more punitive than early. I would agree. So the Utes really need Auburn to beat Alabama just to eliminate Alabama from the conversation because they're still the Crimson Tide, even though two is not there. So they need Auburn to beat Alabama, and they need LSU to beat Georgia. Because if Georgia beats LSU, then both those teams are getting in. But if LSU beats Georgia, all of a sudden everybody in the SEC has at least two losses, leaving the door open for everybody else. Will it matter if Ohio State loses? See, that's a tough one because I think a one-loss Big Ten team probably gets the benefit of the doubt over everybody. And yes, and Mm -hmm. Ohio State has been just smashing everybody and looking near perfect doing it. So... I think Ohio State likely is in regardless. So so what we're saying here is that it still comes down to a beauty contest. Of course. Because well, what they're doing, what the committee is doing is they're measuring good wins and they're measuring good slash bad losses. 
So it's really coming down to things that shouldn't matter as much, you know, uh, the margin of victory or loss. It's it, it, it's it's frustrating. Well, then the youth shouldn't have lost. If they if they lost if they didn't lose to USC, we wouldn't be right, talking about right, this at but all. But you can say the same thing about the other teams with a loss that are going to get in. And thus, it's a beauty pageant. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I. I bet I bet the Utes are kicking themselves big time. Of course, although they are. you heard, uh, I've heard of a couple of Ute players say that loss is what spurred us on. And so, yeah, I guess maybe if you want to look at it optimistically, then you can look at it that way. But I'm telling you right now, I was at that game, I was covering that game, and the Utes are the Utes that I know that I've observed are good enough to have won that game, and they didn't. And some of it was a little bit of – some of it is the very strength of the team, both the defense and the way the defense is coached by Morgan Scally. But in that game, the defense what is was not what it usually is, and it was not particularly well coached early on in that game, as we've talked about in the past, as far as covering those receivers for the Trojans. So it's, it's, it's frustrating. Those things could have been altered, and I think it would have altered the results. But – that's uh, that's guessing, too. Chris Mannix is going to join the show coming up next. But right now, we have our good friend Mike from Any Hour Services who's here. We're talking furnaces. We're talking AC units. And this this has been a tough one for me in the past, Mike. How does somebody know when it's time to replace, you know? Sure. I mean, some people wait until it just stops working completely. Um, and then there's another group of people that they try and plan it out so that they don't so that they can take out that variable of not knowing when it's going to go out because it's really inconvenient. And so a little simple formula that I usually like tell people is age, frequency, cost. And what what I mean by that is um, as the system gets older, more than likely there's a st- statistical probability that the breakdowns are going to become more frequent. And then over time, those breakdowns usually start costing more money because you'll have the more major components that start to go out. And so it really is, uh, it, it's it's a personal decision. Hopefully, you've got somebody that comes out there and presents you with all of the facts. And they're like, hey, here's what it would cost to get it back up and running. Uh, maybe they give you a little advice. I think you could get by you know, for a couple more years or, or whatever. But ultimately, it should be your decision. But the older it gets, more than likely, you're going to end up replacing Mike, it. Mike, that's why your guys are so good that they take that approach. At least that's been my experience. Well, that, that's what they're trained to do. I mean, we're, they, the thing is, is we spend a lot of time, I mean, the guys are technicians. They're really good at the technical part, and we do have technical training, but a lot of our training with them is communication to break, to take themselves out of the situation, because if you've ever known a tech, if you've ever heard a guy come out there and be like, well, this is what I would do if it were me, and of course you want their expert opinion, but at the end of the day, their job is to take their technical knowledge and experience and somehow communicate that to you in a way that you feel like a more empowered consumer, not somebody that's being told what to do. You don't want to feel like something you're being that you have to do it because someone's telling you to. You really want to feel like you understand what you're being asked to do. What's uh, the reasonable length of, you know, how long should I expect this sure. to this system to be up and working properly? A, a lot of it depends on how the system is installed and how well you're staying up on top of the maintenance. But um, in the industry, they say that the average lifespan is about 10 years. And I, I've, for a long time, for me, that's felt a little 
small. Like it should be longer than that because I know a lot of us feel like we either have a system or we know someone that's had a system that's last longer than that. And I figured out where that number comes from. And it actually comes from the manufacturers. They have a lot of actuarial data that actually shows them that the average lifespan is 10 years. Uh, and you can tell that because that's how that's how long, if you're lucky, the longest that most of them will actually warranty it. And when they warranty it, you're getting a limited 10-year parts labor. And so that tells you that they think that after 10 years, the thing's going to start breaking down. And so I, I think the reason that number is so low is because we abuse our systems. Not intentionally. It's more neglect. We just don't take the time to maintain it and do all the service that needs to happen. But anyway. That's well, that ties perfectly into tonight's offer sure. for our listeners. If, if your system is over 10 years old, it's chances are you're on borrowed time. But if you know that it's time to start looking into this, this is a great time. Have one of our supervisors come out there. The visit is free. They'll take all the measurements. They'll present you all of the information so that you can make an informed decision. And if you decide that you want to get a new system through the holidays, we've got some awesome deals going on. We've got 0% interest for 60 months, and we're throwing in, instead of that 10-year limited warranty that you might get from the manufacturer, we're actually putting a 10-year extended parts and labor warranty on this thing for you. So in the 10 years, if something goes wrong, we're back out there fixing it. Now, the reason you want to call tonight is that anyone that calls, we're going to note the account, and whether you buy anything or not, we're going to give you dinner and movie tickets after you're done meeting with our guys, just to say thanks for your time. Awesome. No obligation to buy. Visit is free, but if you decide to get a new furnace or air conditioner, excuse me, you can get a free 10-year parts and labor warranty, 0% interest for 60 months. Plus, if you call before the end of the show to schedule, you're going to get dinner and movie tickets just to say thank you for your time, whether you buy anything or not. Call them 801-443-7400. That's 801-443-7400. Any hour services. Thanks, Mike. You're welcome. Chris Mannix is next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. The European Space Agency and NASA have joined forces, and they are offering people $19,000 to lay in bed for 60 days. Well, that sounds like my freshman year of college right there. 60 days would kill me unless... I had a few things there to entertain me. Can you make that sound any creepier than you just did? What? What are you? That was as creepy as anything. <laughs> Gordon Monson thinks that sounded creepy. Can you just play back that? Unless I had a few things there to entertain me. <laughs> That's creepy. Draw me like your French women, Jack. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to three. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.